0: Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. Right from New Jersey, Metal Walt.
1: Good evening, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well and enjoying spring 2023. As always, new content drops every Thursday night. Tonight, Metal Walt and I head to Norway and find out the ins and outs of the Norwegian glam band, Wigwam. We had a chance to speak with guitarist Tron Holter, also known as Teenie. Now, Wigwam... They take their inspiration from the 70s and 80s glam glitz metal bands. In the early 2000s, they won the equivalent of the Norway American Idol, had some immediate success, broke up for a while due to overexposure and internal band fighting, regrouped, and lightning struck twice as they secured a uh, killer gig as one of their songs is played on a prominent HBO series. Now, we did this interview about maybe mid-February, but we've been holding on to it as the band embarks on a U.S. tour starting this Saturday night, April 15th in Fresno. Monday night, they're in Los Angeles at the Whiskey-A-Go-Go. And then later April, they have some U.S. East Coast dates, as well as an appearance on the Monsters of Rock Cruise departing out of Florida. Go to their website, wigwam.com for tickets and other band information. It's coming up in just a second. But first, as always, got to remind you and encourage you to get to that Metal Mayhem ROC website. Sign up for our newsletter. Check out some of our blogs, CD reviews, concert reviews. We're, it's concert season, gang. And I'm going to shows. Metal Walt's going to shows. Kale down in Florida, he's seeing shows. So there's tons of reviews down there. Last week's show was Nasty Ronnie of Nasty Savage. Two weeks ago, we had Legion of Doom, that tribute band for the late Eric Wagner. A couple guys from Trouble and Corrosion of Conformity have put together a band. They're touring the U.S. this spring and summer. And in early March, we had Bobby Kostovson of Overkill fame on the show talking about uh, what he's up to. So really a lot of great content up at Metal Mayhem ROC okay well let's do it let's get Walt in here hey walt you there my friend i'm here how you doing Vern? i'm doing all right tonight that interview we did with tron from wigwam what'd you think of this it was a fun one tron is a metal warrior he's a nordic metal
2: warrior The guy's calling in from his basement. It's dark, snowy, cold. He's drinking this killer-looking beer. He's got guitars everywhere on the wall, on his couch, next to him, and just tells this amazing rock and roll story from the start to the successes to the downsides to the resurgence. You know, don't judge a book by its cover and don't necessarily say, I don't know who these guys are, so who cares? Give it a shot. Just a great
1: tale that you don't need to know the band, but you'll love the story. You're right. It's refreshing. It's That's the key word. It's refreshing. So, so that's what we got tonight. Tron from the Norwegian glam glitter band, Wigwam. For my metal buddy, Metal Walt, I'm the Vernomatic. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. And our promise to showcase a wide variety of artists to the show. Today, we're here to talk rock and roll with guitarist Trond from the Norwegian band Wigwam. Wigwam, you say? Yeah, been around 20 years. Not that popular in America yet, but we have Trond here today to talk about the brand new Out of the Dark release and get us up to speed on the history of Wigwam. So let's welcome to Metal Mayhem ROC, Trond. Hey, Trond, how are you, man? I'm great. How are you? We're doing well, thank you. Let me introduce you to my co-pilot in this metal escapade. He goes by the name of Metal Walt. He's from New Jersey. Tron, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, we uh, often try to
2: get as many global guests onto our show as possible, and I think this is probably the farthest guest we've had. We have guests from Europe and the UK, but nobody from uh, Norway yet, so... Um I have to say uh, are you calling us from Norway is it cold and dark because we had notes that you were supposed to be in the US now in Florida at Key West performing at the Rock Island Festival That's right
3: that's right but uh we are still at home and uh, as you can see
1: it's uh, snow and uh, yeah dark <laughs> <laughs> well i'm up here in upstate new york and we don't have any snow yet believe it or not and it's light how far or behind is norway from eastern new york uh in in time you mean yeah yeah like what time is it right now in- and we are like uh, six
3: hours ahead of you from new york okay all right and uh so it's uh like um but I it gets dark here at five o'clock
2: in the uh, PM.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: <laughs> it's like a postcard image uh, of darkness and snow up in uh, <laughs> up in Norway. Uh, I can expect snow dogs and hockey players and skiing all the time, right? Yeah. It, it's like uh, Canada. So okay. you've probably been there a lot, I guess. Yep. Absolutely. So, Tron, yeah. congratulations on the new release, Out of the Dark. It's a totally kick-ass album. Um, But before we get into the new album, I think it's very important to tell the backstory of the band as it's a really fascinating story of all of the ups and downs and ultimately ultimately the resurgence of Wigwam. So let's first start out with the identity and sound of the band. When John and I have listened to the music, we hear a great mix of 80s inspired hair rock, but also combined with that classic lock sound. Um, you know it's upbeat and catchy yet and it's heavy and it has that european flair to it which i think is really really great so just talk about the image of wigwam the band name itself and even the musical style okay uh we started in uh, 2001
3: uh the rock scene in uh, norway in europe were non-existing. It was, uh, you know, boy bands and uh, witness beers and uh, stuff on the radio. And uh, nobody seemed to care about the music that uh, we grew up in uh, in the 80s. So we started the band just for fun, played covers. We started to get uh, quite uh, popular in uh, in Norway. And um, a few years we uh, played, uh, you know, Locally and uh, in near towns and stuff. And then we started the writing ourselves. So in uh, 2004, we uh, participated the first time in Eurovision in uh, Norway. And we, uh, for the first time, a rock band came in third. Uh, and yeah, you know, made a stir in uh, Norway. And then in 2005, we were invited again. Then we had uh, a big success, and we won the Eurovision. The first time in Norway, and we got a big hit with uh, In My Dreams, which uh, also uh, is included in the Peacemaker uh, series. And uh, uh, from there, uh, uh, we made our first album in uh in my studio in uh, my living room uh the vocalist uh, was singing in my bedroom and uh, uh, we made that uh, album for uh nickels and dimes <laughs> <laughs> but i you know had the studio experience for uh, s- since i was 15 years old so i, I could work with it and um that's why I, I produced the records and, uh, and recorded them at my place. Uh, we became a huge hit in uh, Norway, and then we participated in the Eurovision. It was in uh, Kiev.
1: John, let's talk about the imagery of the band, the musical style, the band members have names. It, yeah. There's a lot of humor there, and it's, it's yeah, fun. It- tell, tell us about that.
3: We uh, we were asked back in 2001 to uh, you know throw an 80s party, and uh, we picked up the clothes that we uh, some of us actually wear in the 80s, <laughs> 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 and, uh, and and uh, yeah, we dressed up and uh, we got our name to uh, the sweet band from England. Which they had a song called "Wigwam Bam." That's why uh, in Europe we say "wigwam," but in uh, in the states, uh, I think uh, the proper uh, pronunciation is "wigwam."
1: Wigwam. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think so. You keep referring to the '80s. Now, what bands are we re- referring to? The the, the Poisons and the uh, Faster Pussycats. That kind of glam.
3: It was kind of seventies uh, and eighties uh, glam rock, uh, you know. They started with the suite that okay. we uh, we knew, and uh, of course, uh, I'm a huge Van Halen fan. Uh, Aren't we really, all?
1: Aren't we all?
3: Yeah, <laughs> Kiss and uh, Bon Jovi, and so we started to play all these hits uh, on that on that uh, event. And then we start writing, uh,
1: you know, like uh, it's the kind of music we like. Do I dare say instead of glam, almost like that 70s glitter, early Twisted Sister, um, New York Dolls, Alice Cooper, that kind of, you know, that was the root?
3: Yeah, I think so. And uh, the more we dressed up, the more uh, PR uh, we got and the more... They talked about our band. They, we went on stage and we heard heard the crowd was laughing, because it was uh, unheard of the time. Uh, but then we started to play. That's one when it got real for them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a huge success. So um, we love that uh, still that kind of music. And we, uh, you know, uh, even though production and things are done differently today. We, we still write in the same spirit, I think, from the
2: 70s and 80s. Tron, we're going to cover off on some of that later, because I think some of your album covers are very depictive of that time <laughs> from the 70s, 80s. But let's hold off on that for now. So going back a little bit into your history, um, again, you've been at it for several decades. There was actually a hiatus in the band for a while. Um you mentioned earlier about how you got on the Eurovision Song Contest, and those were crazy things. And in my dreams, the songs kind of expose you to the TV audience within the Norwegian market. I have to tell you, for John and I living in the States, there is nothing like that on TV. All we have is like American Idol and shows like that, but nothing that ever showcases proper rock and roll. So you guys are very lucky in that respect um, to have that ability to get on that. But I wanted to ask you something about your first release, because it brings it back to the humor. So you originally had the album titled Six Six Seven, 6 7 The Neighbor of the Beast, which I laughed <laughs> out so much when I saw that. Um, and then it was re- rebranded um, and called Hard to be a Rock and Roller. So talk about what happened in that initial release. Okay. Uh, the, the 667
3: they came out in uh, 2004 when we participated in the Eurovision for the first time. And uh, it sold uh, not that much. But uh, we toured very much. So uh, people were talking about us. And uh, during the summer, we, uh, we parted with the record company. In January 2005, we released the n- a new version of the album. I think I put uh, instrumental uh, guitar song in there, for you know, and I mixed uh, something a bit better. In March, we were uh, in Eurovision again. This this time we won, so we have to put out a third version of the album so we we have to put on the the winner track and then it's suddenly sold
2: a bunch of uh, records <laughs> that's amazing how you had that platform to showcase your yeah. music and beginning to elevate your career it's like a overnight sensation because uh, i think uh,
3: you know probably 14 days uh, before the we won the final we we had a gig in oslo and we got paid like uh, $1,000 or something. And, uh, and then um, two weeks later, on Monday after that, we won uh, the, during the weekend. Uh, our price went up 10 times. Mm, <laughs> of, of course. course. And, and everybody wanted us. So uh, <laughs> you're, you're like an overnight
2: sensation. That's amazing. And the next 10 to 15 years of the band is like something right out of a TV movie. I think you should sell the movie to Hollywood because <laughs> you, you continue to make studio albums. You gain a humongous following in Japan. You put out a live album and DVD from Japan, right? You're continuing yeah. now. You're sharing stages at festivals with big name, heavy metal and classic rock bands. And then the rock and roll story comes. You break up. You get back together and then the pandemic hits and halts you. And then out of nowhere, a song from 2010, Do You Want to Taste It? gets picked up, uh, by the US HBO TV channel to be used for the, the Peacemaker DC comic yeah. stories featuring John Cena. And the next thing you know, that song is on the top of the iTunes and Spotify sh- uh, charts. So. Take us through this roller coaster ride of that 10 to 15 years and ultimately what exposing yourselves to US TV has done for your career now. Okay, uh,
3: if we start at uh 2005, we 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 were an overnight sensation and uh we had 200 uh, uh travel days that year alone. And uh, we, um, we played like sometimes three gigs a day. You know, when you do that after three years, you get kind of warned and, uh, <laughs> and you need a break. Uh, so we took a break for uh, one and a half year. And then we released um, a nonstop rock and roll, which uh, features uh, Do You Want to Taste It? Uh, and we had a big tour, but then uh, I had started working uh, with another project that I have. I'm also, you know, a fan of metal and uh, a bit harder edged. I started working with a guy called Yorn. Him and I uh, recorded and released Dracula Swing of Death, which is rock opera uh, about uh, Dracula. <laughs> At some point, we started to uh, fade out and, uh, you know, there was no communication between us. We we met on stage and uh, we went our separate ways. We were tired of each other. So we broke up in uh, 2012, 13 or something, and didn't speak to each other in years. Apart from uh, the bass player and I, we were playing together.
1: Before uh, Walt takes a deep dive into the music, you said you were playing three gigs a day at some point?
3: Yeah, it was Uh, crazy.
1: And uh, how long did that last? And how big were these gigs? Were you you in that much demand? You know, when we made it, and uh, suddenly we we
3: could uh, you know travel everywhere and people would scream and it was really crazy in uh, a lot of countries and especially in Norway of course. So we we had like a, a gig at uh, uh, one o'clock uh, p.m. and then we uh, hurried up to the, um, uh, the airport uh, and we traveled you know far north in uh, Norway and played the gig at 7 o'clock and then all the way back again and uh, we played uh, you know a big club gig at uh, midnight
1: oh sounds exhausting I apologize I I cut you off um, and hijacked your thought (laughs) Uh, uh, why don't you finish your thought on uh, what you were saying
3: yeah um, yeah, so we were uh, you know Doing different projects uh, in yeah a couple of years uh, four or five years or something, but uh, <clears throat> the history of Wigwam we, we you know we're like uh, we were in the music history in Norway so every year we have like uh, offers then uh, uh, Oger, uh Glam called me we took uh, lunch together and uh, talked a bit. And, uh, there were some offers where we made peace with each other, uh, which wasn't that much, uh, crap anyway. So, uh, and then we called the other guys and we took a meeting and, uh, we decided to, uh, patch up again and, uh, make an album, uh, do a big tour in, uh, Norway and, um uh, we should also be a guest at the in the Eurovision final in Norway uh, but then the pandemic uh yeah, corona started covid and everyth- everything stopped and uh, there was uh, of course uh there was of course um hopes that uh, this could uh, open again but uh, there was not so when we released uh, Never Say Die uh, we had only 3 gigs that summer we released it in January uh, 2021 and we had 3 gigs in uh, June (laughs) And that was it. And it was restrictions. There was not many people at the gigs because it wasn't allowed.
1: (laughs) That's tough. uh, You want a gig and then people can't go and you don't have many of them.
3: So, So, Uh, um, yeah. And uh, that was... So, uh, during the summer... When we, um, as, as, uh, yeah, during the summer, we got um, contacted by a series in, uh, from HBO uh, that they were interested in a couple of songs. And uh, so we said yes, and I sent them, you know, the paperwork and, uh, and uh, the tracks, multi track. So they could, uh, you know, do whatever they wanted to do. But we we had no idea where, what they were going to do with it. And we had no idea about the intro of the uh, <laughs> series. And uh, that was amazing. It's like a
2: fairy tale when you think of it. And you had no communication with... Anybody from the HBO TV channel? This just kind of came out randomly, correct?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's correct. We we didn't know it was like uh, only business. So my uh, publisher uh, fixed the deal, and um, I didn't know anything. So,
2: uh, well, <laughs> so, um, so, what was the draw to the music? Somebody in america for the tv show or the actors had to know something about your band for them to go yeah. seeking permission to use your music correct correct but but i, I read the uh, interviews with um, uh,
3: james gunn and uh, he had songs on his uh, list and uh, do you want to taste it was always number one on the his list and um, so he, he was obviously a, a a fan. So um and he still is. So that was very funny. And uh, and uh, he he has you know promoting us uh, on his um uh on his uh, media sites and everything, so it's just a lot of fun <laughs>
1: hey great break man It's so now you have two you won the lottery twice in a sense you know the <laughs> yeah. Norwegian uh, um, musical competition and now the exposure on the major US streaming service like HBO congratulations yeah. that, that's awesome
3: yeah we, we, you know we, we couldn't uh, wish for something better than this it's, uh, it's a dream come true so uh, yeah
1: Well, Trond, uh, third time's the charm. There's one more to come for you guys, but uh, (laughs) I think Walt wants to take a deep dive into this uh, new release, and we have tons of notes. So, Walt, why don't you uh, jump into this uh, new pool?
2: Okay, but before we get to that, I have an idea, Trond, for your Lightning Strikes 3. You're all very good actors, and you're all present in all of your music videos, so I think you need to get on the Peacemaker TV show. Get a, get a small role. I think that would be the next step in the career. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's get on to the most important discussion today, which is about the new album. Okay. I've given the new album many listens already on my daily walks and exercise. And uh, I love it. And I must say it contains a great variety of material. There are some very, very heavy songs some 80s-like rockers, a beautiful instrumental, and even a ballad. So I was quite pleased with the album. So what I'd like to do is we'd like to comment a little bit on the songs. But before yeah. we get into the songs, let's cover off on the album art for this album and all of your albums, and as well as the videos So there's obviously your humor and your color comes out in your videos and album covers. So talk about the importance of this to your whole brand.
3: Well, uh, we started with this, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's always humor in our uh, package that from day one. And we kind of, uh, you know, uh, yeah, continued with that. So, um, this time, uh, as we, uh, uh are, uh, you know, participating in, uh, the HBO series, we, we were wanted a, a bit like a cartoon cover for this, uh, time. Uh, and it's about, you know, uh, uh like, uh, uh, superheroes and the stuff. So, um, yeah it's um it's something we like to do something extra in 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 a, you know a lot of bands which i'm been in uh myself uh it's like yeah put a put a put the guys against the wall and uh just strike a post and that's it. But
2: uh, we go the extra mile. <laughs> well, it, it's, it works for your brand because your album colors are colorful. You showcase the band in a different way and your videos are great too. So we'll comment on uh, the video for the new album. But let's talk about a couple of the tracks for the new album. The title track, yeah. Out in the Dark. My impression is it's a heavy song with a great main riff. It's an epic track that has a lot of emotion behind it. And I love that lyric, one of us has to die tonight, that, that's used throughout the, the video. Um, one of the other heavier tracks, Forevermore, I love this one because it's unique. It has a very native tribal sound to it. There's a beat to it. It's really a monster track that builds up. And I always feel that it has that metal march to it, the all for one, one f- all for one, one for all vibe. I could see you guys playing at Sweden Rock or something next, next summer and, you know, 20,000 metal fans just going, Hey, hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so talk about those two songs and the video for Out in the Dark. Yeah.
3: Uh, Out in the Dark was uh, the first uh, song that uh, Glam and uh, me uh, wrote together for the first time in many years uh for this album and uh, uh yeah the the lyrics and the stories uh, you know are like uh I, I just went through a breakup so uh, it's a bit uh, of me in there but uh exaggerated of course <laughs> like we always do uh, but uh uh but it's a, uh, I know the track it's a heavy riff, and uh, the chorus is, uh, is a good chorus. I always look, love a good chorus. Um, and uh, the video was the most fun video we did in uh, many years.
2: <laughs> Describe it, because there's a lot of things going on in that video.
3: Yeah, it looks like uh, we put this guy in, um, in a mental institution and... Uh, and he, uh, you know, he uh, he's not sure if he killed his wife or not. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it's uh, and uh, you know, uh, Olga, of course plays this guy, and uh, the rest of us also participate. I'm the evil doctor with uh, drugs, right? And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, forevermore. That that was a fun track. I wrote that song uh, in my living room, uh, and it took me five minutes, I think. It's a kind of one, sometimes that that type of songs just uh, comes out finished uh, for some reason. Uh, Other songs, you know, you you have to work on to get to to the finish line. But this song, I have a recording at it uh, on my phone. And it it's there from the first, uh it's strange, but it was uh I'm on only the guitar solo I redid because I want to more uh Celtic uh surroundings of, uh, of it. and uh, it's kind of the the intro and the verse is uh Viking yeah. it takes me back to the Viking uh, era in Norway. And um, and also, it was just when uh, the war with the Russians and Ukraine started. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's kind of divided. Uh, it's it's not only about Vikings. It's uh, it's something that's still happening. Absolutely,
1: John. There's a couple of tracks I want to get into, but first, uh, let's yeah. round up the lineup. Uh, who's on bass and drums, uh, introduce the rest of the band.
3: Yeah. Uh, on the bass It's, uh, ben Johnson, uh, called flash as well. Okay. Uh, he's, um, uh, yeah, then he's on bass and, uh, you have, uh, Einstein Anderson, uh, sporty, sporty, on drums.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> flash on bass, sporty on drums, uh, glam, glam on vocals. On vocals and trond on lead guitar
3: yeah i had a also had a nickname called teeny
1: teeny <laughs> uh, yeah well uh, we'll we'll work on that one <laughs> but um yeah
2: i, I guess because you <laughs> probably look to be a big guy so they're telling you you're small right
1: yeah well um th- th- that's fun man the imagery r- rock and roll this has to be fun and you guys uh definitely achieve that so some of the tracks <laughs> I'm gonna take a peek at uh high and dry and bad luck yeah. Char- uh bad luck chalk uh high yeah. and dry uh bluesy feel to it uh a great pace to it killer melodic chorus uh yeah. do I dare say this would fit nicely in a strip club and uh <laughs> bad luck a uh, chalk um a great chorus big catchy chorus uh killer melodic guitar solo uh, comment on these two tracks. Uh, the um, high and dry. Uh, it,
3: it's our new single, actually, and uh, it's doing good on uh, radio here in uh, Norway. It, it's like a continuous. Uh, do you want to taste it? Uh, kind of vibe, I guess.
1: Okay. Okay. And
3: uh, a good track uh, from uh, the singer. And um uh, the other track was Luck Chuck. Yeah, oh yeah, great track. Uh I love it because it reminds me of uh the one and only Van Halen uh feel. <laughs> uh. And I I, I did it was uh I, I Van Halen the nineteen seventy eight and seventy nine uh changed my life. And um uh, that's that's where I uh, where it's home for me.
1: Well, you know what? Uh, we're gonna give a shameless plug to our platform here because Walt and I spent a couple hours speaking with Steve Rosen the other day. His brand new book, Tone Chaser. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with St- Steve Rosen. He's the author that spent 26 years with a relationship with Eddie hundreds of hours of conversation. He released a new book and
3: yeah, do that. Please. You know, the Van
1: Halen story. That's my favorite band, Van Halen. Great. So bad, uh, bad luck Chuck inspired by Eddie Van Halen or just, uh, f- you have a, uh, it makes you remember Eddie and who's Chuck. Why does Chuck? Uh, have bad luck? Just,
3: yeah. He's just a guy that, uh, has bad luck. Uh, that's everything he does. Uh, we are, we are all know a guy like that sometimes. You yeah. know, sometimes you say, "Ah, oh, it had to happen to him." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's that guy. Um, uh, I'm not sure uh, which guy. Uh, we all have a guy like that in our uh, that we know. Sure. But um, you know, uh, I think it's a uh, uh, you know, yeah I have like a Panama vibe when I listen to the chorus. Uh and um well what's uh everything I do i uh, I do uh, think of, you know, Eddie's riff uh Edith songwriting in particular. I'm not trying to play like him or anything, but uh I think of his uh, riffs and songwriting. For the most
1: what, what's your favorite van halen album? And I know it's tough decision. Well, but. I I
3: am, you know, uh of the era that likes uh, everything uh, with uh, f- from Mark One, uh David Lee Roth era. Uh, I also like Sammy Hagar, uh, but uh you know, the the best ones are the first ones. So um uh, I think uh if I stranded on an island it would be uh Van Halen One.
1: Yeah, well yeah. <laughs> <A> Van Halen <laughs> One's great. Uh some days you think women and children first is great. Some days yeah. fair warnings here. It's uh I yeah, understand of that. So all right. Uh so Walt- a few
2: more that I like. Um I wanna give you uh the stage because the song 79, it's a cool track, it's instrumental. Um, very emotional it reminds me of the y&t song i'll cry for you um then another track american dream this is one of my favorites it's just a really cool fun rock and roll song so um seems about like it's about the struggles of making it in the business maybe always looks better than it is so talk about those two tracks okay uh 79 that the uh, instrumental it's like uh
3: I wrote it uh, because in 79, uh, uh, you know, in uh, in Norway, news travels slow in 79, 78. So a buddy of mine came from Oslo with two albums under his uh, arm. And he said, uh, we have to listen to this band. And uh, it was Van Halen 1 and Van Halen 2. So uh, I I discovered that in 79. And also I discovered Gary Moore in 79. I discovered uh, Judas Priest in 79. Uh, it was a lot of things that happened that year. And um, I, I think that song is it tends more towards uh, Gary Moore uh, than uh, Van Halen and Judas Priest <laughs> at least. It's, uh, you know, lyrical, uh, playing, and, uh, uh, yeah, it all, it has that 70 vibe, late 70 vibe, so that's, that's, uh, the title, and, uh, The American Dream, um, yeah, it's uh kick-ass song, and I, uh, I apologize, but, um, uh, I, I live at, uh, I live here, and uh, this this is my living room, and uh, I work here every day with uh, new albums, <laughs> and uh, so it's hard for me to remember everything uh, I work with because um, I you know I'm a songwriter and producer, and uh, I mix and master. I, I do everything, so. Um, uh, there are a couple of songs that I, uh, can't remember, uh, what's about. And,
1: uh, <laughs> oh, th- th- no need to apologize. It's uh, your you're a creator and it's like, um, you know, there's a lot of projects, but do you remember the heaviness of uppercut Shazam? Come on. That's of a, course. That's a killer yeah. riff. Talk about yeah. that.
3: Yeah, it's a killer riff that uh, I, I wrote that song with uh, Olga. And um, mm-hmm. I just uh, fumbled around with that riff and uh, the music part. And he came in and uh, had the ideas on uh, what I did. So, um, And it's, of course, uh, a bit uh, cartoon. Uh, Tendencies, is uh, right there
1: <laughs> when you create is it all new stuff or do you go back into the idea bank or a combination of both
3: yeah it's a combination of both but uh mainly the ideas come uh floating uh quite frequently and uh, of course i have uh periods when uh there's nothing, but uh, there's, uh, I, I guess it's very short. <laughs> so it,
1: it still pours out. I see in the background you got some guitars hanging on the wall. What's your main? Yeah. What's your main axe of choice? Well, I um, played on the Ibanez uh,
3: stuff for years.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: So. Uh, this is uh, Ibanez I've, I've made for me uh, in a uh, custom shop in Los Angeles. And uh, this is uh, Jay Customs from uh, Japan. Uh, but now I have uh, expanded it with... uh This is a Kirk Hammett uh, ESP. Mm. But this guitar has uh, been uh, my main guitar for uh, a lot of years.
1: That's awesome, man. I, I don't play, but I could appreciate a killer-looking axe. We got is that a Les Paul yeah. or is that a similar? What is that? That one hanging up. This is uh the one hanging up. Yeah, it's our ESP. Oh, okay, yeah. clip.
3: Yeah, it's uh Les Paul, uh, but uh, you know, more like um, uh, for those who likes Metallica. <laughs> And this is uh steve Alley, guitar. So, yeah, I have a uh, number of guitars.
1: All right, cool. Um, yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, hey, my living room is my control center, too. You know, I <laughs> do internet it. radio here. This is my, my, uh, all my computers for editing. So speaking of that, I'm going to send it back to Walt. He has some cool history of metal and other tidbit questions but I'm going to invite you to stay on the line for 30 seconds after we complete this. We just want to ask yeah. you something off air. So right at the end, uh, we just want to reconnect, but Walt, yeah. uh, what do you got, man? You, uh, kitchen okay. at the bit over here.
2: Yeah. So my last, uh, before we get into some history questions, the last song I want to ask you about is sailor in the desert sun. It closes the album out. It's got a great groove to it. Very mid paced and melodic. And, that lyric sold his soul for a pile of sand. Is this some sort of old Nordic sea story out of a book of five hundred years ago or something? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's got uh,
3: that uh, Viking uh, stories It's uh, guys, is um, is into uh, on that track, and it is got that uh, epic uh, uh, vibe uh, over the that song. I I love it. uh, it, It's right up there with the Celtic uh, uh, feeling that uh,
2: Forevermore has only harder. Yep. I love it. I agree with you. They're like uh, brother and sister tracks, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Well, an amazing new album. We love it. Let's get into a little bit of history and then we're going to uh, ask you a few questions about the plans for 2023. So we like to have some fun on our show too. And we want to not just keep it about the music, but have some other things to talk about. So I looked up famous Norwegian athletes that may have made it popular in the US. So I only come up with two so there's a current NHL hockey player. He plays professional hockey named Mats Zuccarello. And of course, there's the legendary American football player, Jan Stenerud. He's in the Hall of Fame, by the way. He was a place kicker. He was probably a soccer player in Europe. Are, are you familiar with those two names? Uh, the, the first one, I was. <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: he played in uh, Norway a long time. Before he, uh, he
2: played in New York at the first, I think. Before yes. he played the club. Yep, he did. Yeah, so he's still a very good hockey player. He plays for Minnesota Wild. Minnesota yeah. probably a lot like Norway, very cold and snowy. Yeah. So, anyway, so in uh, in some of your notes when you read up on your history. When you were building your career, you played a lot of festivals in Europe and you played the Louder Than Life Festival in Japan. Um, You seemingly also opened for KISS in Oslo. So talk about some of the bands that you shared the stages with and did you have any chance to meet any of the players and have conversations or anything with them? Uh, Okay. Um, If we uh, take uh, KISS at first...
3: Uh, if you want to meet and greet with those guys, you have to pay, uh, you know, like a thousand uh, dollars or something. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of expensive. So, but funny thing, uh, back in uh, 2004, where there was like, a, what's it called? Kiss Expo. Uh, and um, Bruce Kulick and Eric Singer was over in Norway, and uh, we recorded a track with Bruce Kulik, with Wigwap. Uh, right. I was made for Loving You, and, um, and Eric Singer did uh, three, no, he did five tracks with us uh, at the gig. Uh, we played kicks, Kiss songs
1: with Eric. Which Kiss songs did you play? Do you remember? <laughs> Good question. All right. <laughs>
3: They, Probably uh, was made, I Was Made For Loving You. And, uh, and one of the tracks from the Harder album in 91 was uh, called... Uh, Revenge. Yeah, the Revenge album. And uh, there was a killer song there that uh, was kind of dark and heavy. Unholy? An unholy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Unholy. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's a great album. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, um,
3: we played uh, that with uh, Eric.
1: Either way, that, that, that's great. You go to the expo and um, you end up recording some stuff with a couple of the guys. that's that, that's uh, that's awesome, Trond.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was it was good. And uh, in um, Sweden, we played support for Alice Cooper uh, in uh, Stockholm and Gothenburg. And uh, I'm a huge fan of Alice Cooper and. Uh, I I just made it home to uh, collect some vinyl records that I brought with me on the trip. Hmm. And uh, in uh, Stockholm, we uh, had a chance to uh, meet him. And uh, the three other guys, they went in to talk to Alice before me. And uh, they told him that, Trond, he's coming right now and he's a huge fan of you. Ah. And I opened the door and he was like,
4: Tron.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Great. He always has <laughs> fun with his fans. You always hear these yeah, and read yeah. these stories where he <laughs> almost goes out of his way to yeah. do stuff like yeah, that.
3: It's... I met uh, quite a few uh, stars in my time, and uh, I can say that he's probably the nicest. I think so. And in uh, Loud Park, we played together with... Uh, The night before us, it was uh, Heaven and Hell with the U.N. Black Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, the same night as us, was uh, Hanoi Rock's um, Saxon.
1: Love Saxon. Yeah. Big Saxon fan.
3: uh, Marilyn Manson. Uh, Yeah.
1: Well, You fit right in, man. You fit right in. You know, you, yeah, you, you hold your own.
2: It's funny you should <laughs> uh, you should say Heaven and Hell, Tron, because as you mentioned Yorn earlier, I think yeah. you meant Yorn uh, Lande, correct? Yes. So um, I was a, a gigantic Ronnie James Dio and Black Sabbath Heaven and Hell fan, and when Ronnie passed away, they did a one time tribute show in London, and Yorn Lande yeah. shared the stage uh with the guys from Heaven and Hell along with Glenn Hughes and I flew over from New Jersey to just go to that festival to see that show. So I have some nice photographs in my home office of uh Jorn on that stage. He's quite an amazing singer. Yeah, he is. And uh, he lives like uh
3: forty minutes from uh, here. And uh he's Norwegian yeah. as well? Yeah, we played together. Uh I played in his band for yeah from 2012 to uh, 2016. Wow. Well, so maybe, we know each other.
1: Maybe we could somehow commission Tron to send uh, <laughs> Yarn your your info and we'll get <laughs> on here. But um, uh, February 10th, the album comes out. Any touring yeah. plans? We'll, we'll, getting over to the States. What's the touring plans?
3: Yeah. Yeah we are um hitting the states in uh, april uh we are doing the uh, shit. are we on again
1: yeah no we're we're still live yeah we're, we're taping
3: um yeah it was the batteries on the phone uh we are uh, doing the monster of rock cruise in uh, april and uh, some of the gigs, uh, I can't remember, At Fresno, I think, and uh, Whiskey A Go Go, of course. Mm-hmm. We had to do that one. And um, yeah, so um, it's, it's on our page uh, where
1: we are going to go. So where can people find everything out? Just wigwam.com, search wigwam. We go um, uh,
3: on uh, Facebook,
1: for example. Okay, cool. It's all there. We'll have all this outlined on, yeah. on the show notes. But um, I want to thank you for taking the time today. This has been informative. You know, when Walt put this together, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't that familiar. I read the script. I'm like, hey, these guys sound like fun. And you definitely were fun, John. <laughs> I'm gonna let Walt say goodbye and uh thank you again. And please just stay online for 30 seconds and we'll do our wrap up off air. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Trond, it was a pleasure. And uh it's always great to talk to an artist from a different part of the world. Yet we all have one thing in common. We're all enthusiasts and lovers of heavy metal. So horns up to you, brother. I hope when your band comes around. You get up in the New York area or somewhere close. I see there's a date in Virginia, so if you get up close, you better bet your ass I'm going to come and have a beer with you. Oh, great. (laughs) Cheers. Ah, awesome. (laughs)
0: Metal for life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at metalmayhemroc.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy.
4: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football